As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to episode 76 of Australian Jams, a little podcast about new Australian music. I am Gemma Bastiani and we're back properly on a schedule for 2021. Thank you everyone who returned after six months of nothing. I very much appreciate it. Um, Today, uh, I'm continuing along the rounds of having past guests slash friends on the podcast to kind of get us back into that groove. So I'm excited to welcome Mix Everett onto the podcast. Hello. Hey, Gemma. How you doing? Yeah, good, good. How are you? Well, welcome back, by the way. It's been so good to <laughs> to have Oz Jams back in our podcast feeds. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, it just, <laughs> I don't know. I was meant to be back in May or April, one of those months, and then I decided to wait a little bit longer but we're here now so it doesn't matter right yeah no it's i mean it's the best oz music podcast out there so you know that's a very big call (laughs) (laughs) no i always i always am uh put on to music that i wouldn't have listened to otherwise and that's that's like the best recipe I reckon for a for a music pod so that's nice to know because sometimes i feel like i'm not choosing things that um is new are new to people and i'm just choosing the same things that everyone else is talking about so that's good to know um so for those who haven't heard previous episodes with you mix or haven't come across you before can you tell us quickly who you are and what you do yeah so i have been involved in music for a while i've sort of been sitting far more on the periphery uh in the last or this year in particular, I guess. And really, since the pandemic, that kind of threw a big spanner in the works, as we know. Um, BA used to run an old music site years ago, about, well, yeah, far out, about 10 years ago, which is a long time ago. Me and all my friends, that's what it was called. Um, and I hosted a music podcast called um, Australian Music Diaries. I just completely forgot the name. It's been a while since we've done that show. <laughs> Um, and Gemma, you and I did a, did a show on your old radio station called Not Local. And then we did, uh, a version of Australian Jams last year called International Marmalade. Um, yeah, I've sort of, I've been involved in music and then both, both in a writing and listening <laughs> and, and in a vaguely PR sense for, for a while. Um, and I've also been involved in a research context as well. So I graduated with a PhD a few years ago. Where I looked, uh, Yes, I should have introduced you as Dr. Yes, Nick Severin. I'm yes, sorry. Yes, I'm, Apologies. Look, let, let's let's edit here and let's start it again. No, no. Um, <laughs> but yeah, my, my PhD looked at working with, young musicians around Australia who had experiences of vulnerability and how they use that vulnerability as part of the practice. Yeah. So a whole heap of different involvements in music, I guess. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I think we all know that feeling. <laughs> I think every time you ask someone that's not just a musician to explain what they do, um, there's 600 things to list. I got asked, mm. I had to get a COVID test a few weeks ago 
and they ask what your occupation is. And mm. I just fully panic whenever that question gets asked of me because I don't know what the answer is right now. What's the answer? <laughs> anyway, you say freelancer and then they're like, in what? It's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you just say you're but, yeah. a writer. Yeah. Uh, you are. But I want to sound cool as well, Mix. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I could just say I'm a teacher. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're an <laughs> educator. inaccurate. Educator wouldn't be inaccurate, wouldn't be wholly accurate though, either. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, so as usual, we've each chosen three recently released Australian songs to chat about. And how about you kick us off with one of your choices? Yeah, um, let's kick things off with uh, this one from Armlock, uh, it's called April. Um, Armlock is the project of uh, Simon Lamb and Hamish. Oh my gosh, I've completely blanked on Hamish's last name. How did I? I should be more prepared. Um, but Hamish, yeah, okay. but both were in Isles um, a little while ago. Uh, yeah, this sort of sort of doesn't really sound like Isles. Not at all. Yeah. It sounds like a mix between uh, Simon's solo work as Nearly mm-hmm. Oratorio, which was maybe, I don't know, in the last few years. I remember talking about some of his stuff on Aussie Music Diaries way back when. Um, but there's a there's that beautiful mix between live and... Uh, clearly synthetic kind of produced sound in this song, which I just think is absolutely beautiful. Um, It's from an EP which came out last week at the time of this being released. It would have been just last (laughs) week called Trust. Um, Yeah, it's such a finessed production. It feels super scrappy though, but then still gets this really super intimate feel. The way Simon's vocals are recorded, especially at the top, just feels so like right in your face. Sorry, I probably shouldn't yeah, cover my that... mouth, but you know, literally that close to your face. That's how. That's the feeling. Like I, when I first listened to it, because I hadn't heard this before you sent it through. Mm. Um, I was doing my prep for this episode, uh, before class teaching um the other day, mm. and that means I'm sitting in a classroom when it's still not super light outside on my own in a building with um, motion sensor lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been sitting in that classroom for a bit. So it's dark everywhere, but in my classroom, it's dark outside. It's not super dark outside, but you get the feeling Mm. and I'm on my own. And then this came on in the queue because I'd queued all the songs back Mm. to back. And it kind of like shocked me a bit because it felt like there was someone sitting over my shoulder (laughs) talking. Uh, and it freaked me out to begin with because it is that close, hey? Yeah, 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 yeah. I just, I mean, and Simon's got such a earnest kind of, I mean, for want of a better term, emo kind of voice that does draw you in and does yeah. immediately pull you in. And then when it's recorded in such an intimate, close kind of way, just adds this extra... Um, yeah, intimacy to it, which I just... Yeah. It's so beautiful. The other great thing about this song is the way it does develop kind of layer by layer and mm. it you build into the song. And I know that that's kind of a tried and trusted technique, but it's still so effective when mm. it's been done well and that's what happens in this song. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of um, Jack Grace. Yep. And apparently Hamish from... Uh, from Unlock has worked a lot of, of has worked on a lot of stuff from Jack Race, and then I was looking at the credits for this song on Spotify, and apparently Jack Race has had a hand in this song as well. So you know, it's all a one all big, one big little family. Uh, yeah, and it's it's so nice to see those little reference points throughout this song, and just I just want to just before we hear it, can I just talk about how <laughs> great the drums are? how live but clearly very very structured and cut up the drum sound like has that strong kind of break beat underneath it it's just what 
adds so much to this song. I just, yeah, <laughs> I just love it. It's such a great song. Well, should we listen to a little bit of it then? Let's do it. This is a bit of Armlock with April, and we'll be back in a moment. Found a way to be a part of the story that you told. Be a murdering part that until you get though. Found a way to ignore you in a way that makes sense. In the way you read about it. I made a Bojack Horseman reference just then. Uh, you before I said that you just heard a bit of April by Armlock, which was Mick's first song for this episode. My first one is called Bittersweet, and it's by Camouflage Rose. Um, I first came across them uh, when I did an episode of Oz Jams with Michelle Grace Hunter a long time mm. ago. Now, like this was when I was living at my old house with my really really awful recording setup. Um, so this is like early days Australian jams and she brought this song in and I think she also brought a rule remix in and something else. I can't remember what the third song was, but it was like totally out of my wheelhouse. Uh, so I kind of learned a lot in that conversation with her and I've kind of kept a bit of an eye on on Camouflage Rose since then because I I enjoyed the conversation with Michelle. Um, Mm. and this one came out the day I was choosing my songs. So, uh, yesterday based on recording, (laughs) uh, because I leave everything to the last minute nowadays. Um, I just think the production in this is very, very cool. And I really like the way the production holds up the feel changes throughout the song. And then on, cause it's got this real cool vibe about it. And then the visuals, I think just kind of top it off. And I really love it as a package. Um, Mm. And there's some lines in the song that I feel like other artists couldn't get away with because it'd be like, you roll your eyes, like, oh, that's a lame line. But in this song, it seems cool still. Like, this is just a cool song, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So it seems a theme in in everything we've done, and I know it's a theme in, in last episode, in the first episode you did with Sos. Um, this was not I know what's coming. my favourite of the songs yeah. you sent through. Mind you, the more I listen to it, the more I get into it, the more I appreciate yeah. it. Um, that appreciated kind of synth line that's sort of repeated almost for the whole song and how the whole song kind of hangs around that appreciated synth and yeah. does different things against that. It's such a... I mean, obviously, that's a technique that's been used for, for years and years and years in popular music, but when it's done well, you you obviously always kind of take notice of it. And, yeah. like, yeah, this whole thing of... In, I was speaking about this with, with Elle, my partner, last night. We were talking about creative work because she's studying yeah. fine art. And we were talking about this idea of creating constraints on yourself. So that you have to work within those constraints and see what, see how you can push those lines and push those boundaries within that tight kind of time frame or tight kind of confine, sorry. And I think this is what Camouflage Rose, Camouflage Rose, sorry, is doing here really, really beautifully. The style of music, not my thing as much, but yep. I appreciate that the kind of the art form of it um, is, is so obvious. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. it's good in that sense for me. <laughs> well, no, this is the thing. Like, you can appreciate music without being a fan of the style of music. Like, yeah. how often have you brought something in where I've said I I think the lyrics are incredible, but I wouldn't listen to this song regularly. Mm. Like, you don't have to like all music, but if you can be open minded enough to appreciate when something is good, even if it doesn't cater to you, and this is um. This is funny that we're having this conversation because as someone who works in women's sport and being a woman who talks about sport online, there are a lot of people who think just because they don't like something, it shouldn't exist. Mm, mm. No matter what good it's doing for other demographics of the population. Um, I woke up this morning to lots of negativity from 
men online and it's just like if you don't like it you don't have to watch it Mm. you don't have to talk negatively about it you can just go about your life and do the things you like and i think that's something that um the local music scene has changed dramatically with since i started doing music stuff because when i started doing music stuff people would shit on you or shit on someone's music just because they didn't like it not because it wasn't good but because it didn't fit what they liked and wanted to be involved in yeah whereas now i think it's very much much more appreciative and i don't know whether it's like a the whole pressure cooker environment and what's happened over the last 18 months and how everyone just kind of has to hang in with one another and stuff like that, or whether it's just a maturity that's come across that industry or, or anything like that. But I think people are far less critical within the local scene than when I first started. And I think what you've just said is a really good example of that is it's not my taste, but I can appreciate these specific things about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's a really good observation. I hadn't thought about that until you just said it, this idea that we're far more just, at least within our small little Oz music sector, far less invested in just shitting on something for the sake of shitting on it or hating something for the sake of hating it. it's like, oh yeah, like it's hard being a musician. It's hard making music full stop. Like if somebody wants to make this kind of music, go for it. Yeah, it's not you know. hurting, as long as it's not hurting anyone, yeah. go for it. Yeah, I think exactly. it comes with maturity as well, though. Hey, like we are now That's true. older. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, older. Which mm. would have something to do with it as well. And yeah, but I, I, it is an observation and it does make, um, it does make the want to look for new music and be invested in new music and support artists much easier because you don't feel so much negativity around it anymore, which I think is really nice. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. So, Camouflage Rose. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just think that it's a very cool song. I think that it's been put together in a way that the whole package has been thought of right from the start Mm -hmm. and that comes through for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, even in a genre that I typically wouldn't choose as well. Mm. Um, I just wanted to mix it up today. Yeah. Uh, so let's hear a bit of Bittersweet by Camouflage Rose and we'll be back. You just heard some of Bittersweet by Camouflage Rose. Uh, Mix, what is your second song choice for today? Um, I wanted to chat about a singer-songwriter by the name of Maple Glider. Who used to be known as, do you know? No. Severa. Oh my gosh, really? Yes. Oh, and wow. one of Severa's songs... I can't remember which year, 2017 or 2018, made it onto the Australian Jams uh, end of year episode of like best music of the year. I, that song oh. was incredible. Truly can't remember the name of it right at this moment, but it's that's it, that's the um, the um, vocalist from C. Vera. Yeah, right. Ah, oh, that makes so much sense, actually, especially in yeah. hearing the voice. Yeah. Um. There's a song, well, the song we're going to play is called Baby Tiger, and it's taken mm-hmm. off their debut full-length album, which came out, well, yesterday at time of recording, but last week, you know. We're recording we on it. Saturday yes, before the episode comes on... out, just so people know. <laughs> <laughs> we keep on making reference to yesterday. Um, yeah. There's just, oh my gosh, I can't get over this song. I can't get over this record. I can't get over anything that um, Maple Glider is, has put out. Or Tori Zeech is their real name. Um, I remember hearing a song called Swimming, I think it was, last yep. year. 
and was super taken aback by it. There is, I mean, speaking of intimacy, we spoke about intimacy with um, Armlock before, but my gosh, I mean, you know, talk about vulnerability and intimacy, like Maple Collider, this whole record just has it in droves. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, I, I, yeah, I just can't get over it. It's so beautiful. So I have a single note for this. Mm. I'm. Uh, I should clarify. I'm a big fan of Maple Glider because of how much of a fan I was of Severo. The song was called "Make Me Uncomfortable," which I've just remembered now. Mm. Um, big fan, Gemma. Only just remember the name of the song. Um, but uh, this is exactly the song, kind of song I expected you to choose, based <laughs> on our previous recordings. Yeah. So for people who don't know, mix and and I don't. Uh, say this with any sort of ill intent. Okay. Um, Mix does like the emotion in songs. He does mm. like accessing those emotions. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, I'm not like that. But uh, this is the kind of song to expect when you suggest something. So if people are looking for that sort of stuff, Mix is a great person to go to. And you're laughing like I'm being i don't know obnoxious or something but no it's the truth and it's not a bad thing at all oh no Uh, but this is fully the song i expected you to choose yeah right yeah (laughs) it's just i don't know i mean so she's recorded it with tom yansek from big scary and she's being it's being released through paeta um their label and like i definitely hear that approach to recording and that approach to music making in this song and yep. in the record um i've got to listen to it properly um over the next coming next few days but yeah that i mean that reference point of having tom on there and i i think he's providing some some vvs later on in the song yeah, as well. yeah it I sounds bet. like it might be the case yeah yeah it's yeah i just think it's beautiful Oh, it is. It's stunning. Um, but yeah, it's another like super intimate song as well. It's yeah. you're kind of being taken inside this person's head and like some of their most intimate emotions as well, right? Yeah. I I heard an interview with her on um, on Zan Rose show on Double J last week. Yeah. I think I think it's been the feature record on Double J, which is yeah, pretty sounds about right. pretty incredible. Um, and I think this whole record is kind of a breakup record or a pining a, a lost relationship kind of record. Um, yeah. And that obviously goes hand in hand with how it's been, how the music making process has been, has been approached in terms of how intimate and vulnerable it is. Um, yeah, at times it feels super, almost just uncomfortably vulnerable, which I just... I love in music, like I love when somebody wants yeah, you to love that. Use You're that so form into that. To, to completely divulge and self-disclose so much, because yeah. that's the form to do it in. Like it's so much in some respects, it's so much easier. Which you know what, music, hey, what a beautiful thing. <laughs> this is <laughs> so. This is slightly off topic, but yeah. um, someone was your um. I don't know if you mind me saying this. You're engaged and planning a wedding, right? Yeah. Yes. So, <laughs> I was talking to someone the other day about their wedding and the idea of standing up in front of everyone you care about and being, like, personal and talking about feelings is the most horrifying thought to me. So, that's why the idea of writing a song like this and releasing it and then going and talking to people about writing and releasing yeah. this kind of song is terrifying. That is terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're having a registry wedding and then we're also just having a delayed reception party like a few weeks later and we're oh, purposefully yes, not doing any speeches or anything like that. So I'm kind <laughs> of in a similar boat to you there. Like that, that terrifies me. I was scared proposing. Like I was rattling when I proposed. Yeah. So I God, I wouldn't dare say some of the that sort of intimate, close kind of stuff to 
to everybody. That's 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 not my style. Telling people your emotions? Who does that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe I'm coming across <laughs> as the as the troubled one here. Um. Anyway, Maple Glider does a beautiful job of conveying those things absolutely through both the way the lyrics are written, yeah, and also the way that it's then portrayed via the production values and things like that. So it's a really good balance between the two. And yeah, there are, there are a few artists, especially Melbourne at the moment, who do those things really beautifully and, and Maple Glider is absolutely one of them. Let's listen to a little bit of Baby Tiger by Maple Glider and we'll come back. Let's do it. some of baby tiger by maple glider off their new record out now go and check it out my second choice for today uh this one's a bit of a throwback uh kind of in in the camouflage rose ones i kind of talked about early australian jams days with the interview with michelle um this one from holy holy kind of takes me back to those times as well holy holy had just kind of released their first record around that time and very much a, be- a band that I was listening to a lot. So when they released a single just in time for this episode, I was very excited to do a bit of a themed uh, run of songs today. Um, so Holy Holy released a new song called Believe Anything. The The thing that Holy Holy do well, and that I've mentioned on the podcast before, is that they evolve in a way that keeps you hooked if you're an early fan because there are a lot of those early elements that are still very very present but they change just enough to make it new so every evolution you, pr- you probably listen to this song and then listen to their first ep and they sound almost nothing alike but they kind of take you on the journey in a way that you don't fall off the train i guess uh, as it's going along and mm. it you then you compare that kind of thing to other artists that have evolved fairly dramatically over their time. I don't know that other artists do it as well. They don't link it as well between records, um, the Mm. changes and the things that remain the same. So this one, the thing that is really apparently different is the treatment on the vocal. I think the vocal sounds very, very different to what we've heard before from Holy Holy. and, And that is an element that keeps it fresh, keeps it new but you still have the really strong songwriting. The baseline in this is kind of incredible. Um, and it's just a, it's a really good kind of rock almost song. Mm. I don't know how to classify Holy Holy. Um, but yeah, I just really adore uh, them as a band because I think they're so intelligent. Um, they're so unbothered by what else is going on. They just do their own thing and it's always exceptional. Um, imagine being that good at something, Mix. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I imagine all the time because I, I never am as good as as reinventing <laughs> themselves as Holy Holy seem to be. Um, that wasn't the intention of that comment. No, I know. But, uh, yes. <laughs> no, I know. I was just trying to link it. Um, didn't do it very well. Anyway, um, so I've never gotten into Holy Holy. I know it's okay. sacrilege, uh, and. So mixed in like any of the songs I chose this <laughs> no, week. No, this one I genuinely think is quite brilliant. And the last okay. one you're going to choose as well, but that's a no-brainer. <laughs> um, it, there's something kind of uh, cult-like about Holy Holy to me. I don't know why, but it's not is it necessarily... because they're called Holy Holy? Well, oh, hey, yeah, maybe. I hadn't even drawn that link. <laughs> Um, that it's, I think it's in their, in their fandom. Like there's, because they're not necessarily the biggest band out there, but when people talk of them, they're like, oh my gosh, holy, holy. Like it's, it's a fandom slash standom almost. It feels to me. Well, and it, I that think just that's makes me a bit reluctant. 
Yeah, I get that. Um, but I think it's because of who's in the band. So every member of okay. that band has had a long history in Australian music before Holly Holly existed. They're all kind of the uh, other than the Tim and Oscar, the, ma- the main two. The rest of the band are kind of the best session musos in Australia. They're the they're the people that everyone wants drumming on their on their tour or playing bass on their tour, that sort of stuff. So they're known as incredible instrumentalists already. Mm. So they've got that aura about them in on inside circles. So I think that's why people talk about them like that because they are revered because of their reputations. And Oscar also does heaps of great production. He's done a bunch for Alex Leahy. Um, he's done a bunch for obviously Ali Barter, who's his wife. There's like all these artists that people love on inside the industry for sure. They've worked with. So because they know so many people, people have so much respect for them. And then therefore when they all came together, it was like, oh, this is a super group almost. Mm, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, when you sent this through, I thought, oh yeah, I know that Gemma's a big fan of Holly Holly. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be good. I listened and the more I listened, the more I got into it and the more I noticed a a few things. So the first is that opening synth line for the life of me. I thought, shit, what does this remind me of? It sounds so similar to another song that I've loved, but I just couldn't put my finger on it. Last night when I was doing some last minute prep, no, yesterday morning, sorry, when I was doing some last minute prep for the show. Sorry to interrupt, but I love that your last minute prep was yesterday morning. My (laughs) prep at all was yesterday morning. I mean, I did listen again this morning frantically whilst cooking breakfast. So, um, (laughs) you know, um, but I was listening. I thought, oh, it's going to do my head in and I'm going to sound like such an idiot if I don't actually know the reference when we record. So I played it to Elle and she said, oh yeah, it sounds like Girls Girls on TV by, um, is it Girls on, T- Girls on the TV by Laura Jean? It's exactly the same oh. kind of sound and almost the same synth line. And I listened to that and I thought, no, it's not. But then I heard that synth line and I thought, oh yeah, shit, it totally is. And it's like a little bit, it's not a big feature in the Laura Jean song, but that was one of my absolute favourite songs from a few years ago. And that's the first kind of calling card, which drew me in because I love that Laura Jean song so much. This song builds, as you say, it almost, you've said that across their career, they kind of almost each iteration sort of reinvents what they're doing. I feel as though almost in the space of this song, they're not reinventing, but they're continuously evolving and building on, on this nugget of an idea which just is such a beautiful way of constructing a song almost just just starting and seeing what happens which I just love and like final reference point for me is it sounds a lot like like you you mentioned before that they it seems as though they don't really care what's popular at the moment they're just doing what they want to do I feel as though they're doing what they want to do and kind of uh time traveling back 10 years ago to like Yaysayer era. Um, there's almost a bit of Yaysayer, I was going to say Grizzly Bear, but not really Grizzly Bear, but some like MGMT almost as well. And that's a bit more than 10 years ago. Um, Odd Blood Yaysayer, that Odd Blood record by Yaysayer, I just hear that a lot in this song in particular. And again, one of my favorite records of all time. So, so have you converted? Oh yeah, I've converted to this song. To this song, definitely. And I'll give... To the cult of Holy Holy. Well, maybe. Maybe. (laughs) I won't be a big stan, I don't think. But um, uh, is this off a new record or... I believe so, yeah. Okay. Well, and They've been trying to tour for about a year now. And it (laughs) keeps, you know, getting postponed. Sounds familiar. Which is unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. God damn. Should we hear some though? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. This is a bit of Believe Anything. The cult thing is going through. Believe as well as in the song title. This is a bit of Believe Anything by Holy Holy. Right, oh, 
That was Believe Anything by Holy Holy. Mix is up to his final song choice for today. I am. Um, Snowy Halliwell, or Liam Halliwell, but Snowy is sort of how he's better known. He's been in bands for, for ages. Like, obviously, people would definitely know him from The Ocean Party, a great kind of collective of incredible musicians who sadly were kind of, uh, well, kind of had to call it quits a few years ago after um, Zach uh, passed away, the drummer slash songwriter slash... What, what I love, I mean, Zach, Zach, Zach was a beautiful musician and had a great band himself, Siggy Witch, who I just thought were just the greatest, like I kind of throw shit at the wall, just see what sticks kind of feel, which I just love. Anyway, um, what I love about anything that Liam and Lachlan Denton, Zach's brother, and all of the folk in that band do is they're so prolific and they do everything. Like, um, Snowy was well known as a great sax player for a while there. Um, clearly is a great songwriter, great guitarist. And then, like, you see the work Lachlan's done. He's done duet work with um, Emma Russick, who's also in this band, Snowy Band. Uh he drums on a heap of, heap of stuff. He sings on a heap of stuff. Like, I just love this big collective approach that sort of surrounds Snowy, really, and, and the work that he does. Um, this, so Snowy Band is the name of this band. The song we're going to hear is called Living With Myself. Um, and it's off a record called Alternate Endings, which is out in August. Yep. Second record, they released their first record last year. Somewhat, again, you know, of course, they're going to release a few records in a short space of time. It's like Ocean Party, I think, at one point released three records in a year. They're no King Gears in terms of prolificacy, but... uh, Prolificacy, sorry. I think that's the word. I had to actually look up whether... Is it prolificacy or is it prolificacy? Anyway, it's prolificacy. I think it's the former. I, I, I think it's the latter. Well, from what I, the from my Google, sounds more right though. Yeah, it should change to that if that's the case. <laughs> anyway, look, you know, people tune in for the uh, English language uh, discussion. And well, they... we're both teachers, so <laughs> yeah, let's not let's not promote that too much if we don't know basic words. Well, that's not basic. Anyway, Snowy, love it. This is a great song. Um, <laughs> the chorus always makes me want to sing I'm Living in the 70s by Skyhooks, a real throwback. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, because I'm living is the beginning of the chorus line. Um, there is such a throw shit at the wall, see what sticks kind of approach to anything that Snowy does, but you know that behind the scenes it, it's so purposeful and so controlled and so tight, but the effect of it is like, yeah, sure, yeah, this will do. This works. And, of course, it works because, you know, we're talking about it today and I love anything that Snowy does. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just a beautiful song and I love it. I Yeah, I thought this song was just really quite sweet Mm. Um, which, again, going back to the descriptor of how I was listening to all the songs back to back, um, in stark comparison to the fear I got listening to the very start of the Armlock song, um, <laughs> this one was just really comfortable to listen to. It yeah. makes you like at ease, I guess, which is really nice. Yeah. Um, music can do all sorts of things to how you feel. Um, it can terrify you um, without <laughs> even intending to, or it, it can do all sorts of things. But this one made me relax a lot, which was really nice. And I don't think that that's a bad thing about music either. No. Yeah. It doesn't have to make you feel tense or any sort of like um, extreme emotion. It can just calm you down, which is real nice too. Yeah. I'm, I must say when I um, sent you through my songs, I was thinking, mm, what might be the one that, um, that Gemma isn't that much of a fan of. And I thought it might have been this one because I thought you might have been just too like too comfortable and too kind of uh, just 
pleasing on the ear. Not that you don't I've like mellowed in my old age mix. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, I am an older. I am older, so maybe that's that's it. <laughs> in my in my old age. Yeah. I but, mean, you're not that old. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the other thing I did want to mention about this song was not actually about the song, it was about the clip. Yeah. If you, dear listener, like if you have the time, and you should, I hope, just um, jump onto YouTube and have a look at this clip. It is one of the best clips. It ta- it's a take on just a band playing a song live. But it's moving between like a 3D and 2D kind of cardboard cutout uh, thing. It's it's quite incredible, and kind of gives this this beautiful bed and this beautiful life to this song. I really really enjoy there you it. Go. Yeah, you heard it here first. Um, <laughs> should we hear the song then? Let's do it, and then then jump onto YouTube and have a look at the clip. After you finish listening to the podcast. Yes, sorry. Yes, after the episode. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) This is called Living With Myself. It's by Snowy Ben. That was Living With Myself by Snowy Band. That was Mick's final song for us today. I should flag as well, um, amongst all of our nostalgia of early Australian Jams days, I'm back in the squeaky chair, everyone. The squeaky chair hasn't made an appearance for a number of years, and it's back today. So there you go. I, I should flag that was unintentional. I was just sitting in a more comfortable chair. And yeah, this is where we're at. Anyway, I my final song is by someone who's been on the podcast twice and I absolutely adore her. I think she's just such a remarkable person. Um, my interview with her or episode interview with her more recently um, was one of the favourite episodes I've ever done because she just was so open, willing to talk, um, willing to talk about the hard things about songwriting and we Mm. talked earlier about vulnerability in songwriting she kind of really went into depth about what it trying to find the balance between how much of yourself to give up and that's something as someone who isn't a songwriter I've never really had to consider Mm. Um, so Mm. I highly recommend going and listening back to my recent episode with Eilish Gilligan who and I'll I will link that in the show notes um after that episode came out, Mix actually messaged me, didn't you? I did. Yeah, I know yeah. I remember this. Yeah. It was... I mean, Eilish is such a... Such an interesting person to hear talk about their practice. But also such an engaging, interesting, great, cool person anyway. Yeah. And there is something that happens in, in some interviews that you've done, Gemma, where... It just feels like you're learning something almost brand new because the person that you're interviewing is revealing something that that feels new in that moment. And that's that's testament yeah. to you and the space that you provide through your interviewing skills, oh, but also just the, thank you. the space. But yeah, hearing Eilish share about her experience and share, you know, kind of what goes into that process of music making was was brilliant and yeah I definitely did text you later on because it was so good (laughs) thank you yeah I'm very very proud of that episode and Mm. that's a that's a testament to Eilish and the way she speaks and how just uh yeah remarkable is the word I used earlier but that is that is the word I used to describe Eilish because I think she is a remarkable person both as a person and in terms of her music um and yesterday she released this song yesterday being friday you're obviously listening to this on wednesday so it wasn't yesterday to you um released a new song called get well soon the first indication of this song that i saw was the day prior on twitter she shared 
a new photo mm. uh, by Jeff Anderson Jr. Mm. And the photo is unbelievable. Mm. Um, just, we, we all know that I am completely obsessed with visuals that come along with stuff. We know that Eilish has such a great track record of incredible visuals. Um, I talked about that with her on that episode that we just discussed. This photo is one of the all-time artist press shots, uh, honestly. And I know that it sounds like I'm talking it up a lot, but please go to Eilish's Twitter account and have a look at it. I've reshared it on the Australian Jams Twitter account as well. Go and have a look at it because it's just amazing. And that was the first indication of this song uh, because I've been fully in footy world so I haven't been as closely monitoring you know artist announcements and things like that so for me this being the introduction to her releasing new music was just like the most perfect way and then the song comes out and it's beautiful um Eilish released an EP last year that was more acoustic and uh that was around the time of that episode that interview I did with her um, which was a bit of a shift for her at the time, but there was always a plan to go back to what we kind of knew her for, which is more of a pop electronic production. Yeah. Uh, and she's become such a talented producer over the... I think COVID has, as much as it's been horrible and awful, and I'm, I know that she's suffered quite a lot through it, it's done wonders to her production skills because she's challenged herself um, using Twitch as well. So doing live productions with people watching her on a stream. Um, and that absolutely comes through in this song. There are mm. parts of this song in the chorus. There are like flutters of like video game style, um, 8-bit music that yeah. comes through, yeah. which is really juxtaposing with the really smooth, kind of highly produced other production of it. Um, it's just got such a beautiful balance to the song and then as we all know her vocals are incredible and the way they sit over the top is just completely beautiful and I'm fully on board with this song yeah no it's same I mean you know I think we're big Eilish fans around these parts (laughs) um I read about this song uh I think on Purple Sneakers maybe and they were saying that this is like an upbeat song for Eilish Gilligan and I thought "Eh." like I never think of Eilish's work as upbeat or positive and it didn't ring true. But upbeat and positive are two different things aren't they? Well yes true all right. In music terms. Yes yeah 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 um this to me has still has that really beautiful kind of forlorn kind of feel that Eilish does so well and that always tends to couple with this almost euphoric kind of production that is, as you say, just slightly underplayed or slightly weird. There's always yep. a slight weirdness to the production, which adds that interest, you know, it draws you in. I listened quite loud on a, a decent pair of headphones yesterday morning prepping for this and... In that chorus, there's a, there's like a just a very distant kind of decay and echo to it, which I don't hear in a lot of other pop music. And that the vocal synth line thing that that follows the her actual vocal line in the chorus, like what a what a touch! Instead of just yeah. having a synth line, or instead of just having a straight kind of clean vocal to modulate it through this synth is it's just that extra step that Eilish always seems to take in her music, which just makes it better than, than playing it safe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And then the other part is that she's got the chops to back up all those ideas. Yeah. So she's, as I said, developed her production skills, but, and we've always known that her, her voice is just, unbelievable she works so hard at making sure both are the best that they can be yeah um it's one thing to have the idea and this is a again talking about sport but this is something that always comes up when you know commentating a game is that 
you know, you might have the idea to hit that kick into the corridor, but if you don't have the skills to execute it, you can't, you might have a good idea, but you can't execute it. That's the same with music. You might have a great idea, but if you can't execute it properly, it doesn't work. And that's the thing that Eilish has found is that she's worked so hard to get her skills up to the level where she can execute all these incredible ideas that she has. And I just think, again, remarkable is the word. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. And that's actually a really good analogy dare I say, dare. <laughs> <laughs> my football analogy has worked finally. <laughs> but knowing what, knowing that something's going to be brilliant, but then also having the skills to, to back it up is, is Eilish to a teach. Clearly she has one of the best kind of creative minds out there, yeah. but like, I'm sure heaps of people do or feel as though they do, but they can't actually do anything with it because they don't have the chops. But Eilish, exactly. you know, meets that, that creative thinking mind with the actual chops to back it all up, which is, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. And it's important to note that these aren't, these aren't skills that just exist in a person. They're skills that Mm. come off the back of, yeah, working really hard. And I'm a big advocate for people who work really hard. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And Eilish is one of those people. And we saw that last year during COVID and obviously still now during some of the lockdowns is that, you know, she's turned to Twitch and she's kind of cultivated a community and worked on the skills that she wanted to develop. And I just am in awe of that. And that she's not the only one that's done that. I think Afa is another really good example, who's another incredible producer and vocalist. Um, Michelle Grace Hunter, who we mentioned earlier, she did a similar thing during COVID. Like these people who just want to be better, want to do the thing that they're doing so badly that they work so incredibly hard at it and I really admire that so more power to them but this song by Eilish is just the best um it's called get well soon and we'll come back to kind of chat in the outro once we get back give every year of looking young to you if you'd agree to take it a bit of Eilish Gilligan's new single called Get Well Soon. We're done for songs for the day mix. We are. What the heck? Yeah, what the heck? Thanks for... Well, I mean, I say that, but we've been recording for nearly an hour, which is quite long <laughs> for an Australian Jams episode. So, <laughs> what the heck? Uh, I take a while to explain things as, I, as I've noticed throughout this episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I also... In our little breaks where I'm inserting the songs, I also go off on tangents and um, <laughs> was just telling you about how I made my hand bleed while we were talking. So that's fun for us all. Um, Mix, what have you got? Uh, do you have anything you'd like to promote? Uh, where can people Ooh. find you if they want to follow you? All that jazz. You can go to mixeverett.com. That's my website yes. with all of uh, the audio stuff I've been doing recently is all up there. Um, and gosh, if, you've, if you're running a research project and want me to get involved, <laughs> I'm sure all the listeners to Oz Jams are, uh, are in that boat. No, um, but... You never know who's listening. Yeah, look, that's true. That's true. But yeah, you can find me at Mix Everett on Instagram and Twitter. Um, that's the best place to get in contact with me i am i've put mixtape the playlist i had and it used to be a podcast for a brief time um but i've put the playlist on hold for a bit but i am getting to the point where i'm going to bring it back uh probably going to be a bumper hundred song playlist or something uh up in the in the next few days i think i've got the time to do it now so yeah yeah that's that's sort of my news (laughs) A playlist. <laughs> that, I mean, that, that's still cool. There's still stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Um, What's happening for you, Gemma? It's happening for me. Look, I've been telling all my friends, well, all my friends, I've told two people 
three people how excited I am that I got a new computer, a new monitor, uh, and I can have two spreadsheets side by side now on my new monitor, uh, which I'm very excited about. So I'll be doing lots of stuff on that. Um, I live a very fun life, in case anyone was wondering. Um, what else am I doing? I will be doing more football stuff, obviously. Um, AFLW draft is happening on the 27th of July, so preparing for that which is a month away tomorrow when we're recording. Um, also, Siren, um, a Women in Sport Collective, we've got a few really fun and just really exciting announcements coming in the next couple of months. So we're starting to really make some waves, which is mm. what we've been trying to do and mm. in, in the world of women's sport, but also more broadly in terms mm. of the promotion of women in sport, which is really fun. We're currently running our emerging sports writer program in partnership with football victoria um, which is incredible because it means we get to help emerging diverse voices work out how to do the most basic things that you just don't get taught unless you're actually you have a mentor or anything like that even uni doesn't teach you a lot of these things so yeah i was all of us at Siren were lucky enough to have mentors that helped us or we kind of fumbled our way through things until we found one another and launched this collective and things like that. Whereas we want to be able to pass that on to more emerging diverse voices and we're very lucky to have the partnership of Football Victoria to do that with three participants this time around, which is really cool. Um, so we'll be doing a lot more of that throughout the rest of the year with some other partnerships, which is fun. Um, so I'm getting a lot out of seeing the enthusiasm and the motivation of people who are just starting to enter these worlds because at times and music and, and sport are very similar in terms of being a, a woman in those spaces or a, a diverse person in those spaces mm. um, and feeling quite, you can feel quite beaten down at times and working with these younger people um, and they're not necessarily always younger, they're emerging, so they're, they're new to the game, I guess I should say. And, and working with them and seeing their motivation and their enthusiasm and their kind of sky-high hopes for what they can become has kind of re-energized me in the same respect, which is really cool because, you know, sometimes it gets a lot. And last week, um, yeah, it got a lot for me last week because people are jerks. Like, it's as simple as that, but... Um, the idea that these dreams can still exist and that I had those dreams and why can't I continue to go for them um, has been really positive for me as well as for those writers. So that's really fun. So if you're into sport, women's sport in particular, go and check out Siren. I know that this is a music podcast, but that's where I'm at. Um, yeah, that's kind of, I think that's all I do and teach. I teach, obviously. Yeah. Music. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um. I don't know why I kind of just looked at you like you were going to host the rest of the show just then. It's your show um, now. <laughs> it's my show. Um, but yes, you can find Australian Jams on Twitter and Instagram at Australian Jams. Follow us there. If you're interested in footy, follow me on Twitter at GL Bastiani. Mix has mentioned he's at Mix Everett on both Instagram and Twitter, and I will link all of those in the show notes below, as well as Mick's website if you're interested in checking out his other audio projects. Um, thank you so much for joining, Mix. Thanks for having me, Gemma. Oh, I just tipped the table. A great way That's to okay. end the show. Just wobbled a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I will have someone else in two weeks' time <laughs> to chat with. Uh, I don't know who it is yet, but we will find out. We'll all find out together. Uh, in the meantime, please go and support local artists. They need, need you now more than ever. If you do have the funds to support, buying merch is a really great way to do that at the moment. Mm. If you don't have funds, um, recommending them to your friends, you know, saying to them online how much you love them can do just as much good for them as well. Um, promote them if you love their music. Uh, they need you now. Totally. Thanks for listening. Uh, we will be back. I will be back in two weeks' time. In the meantime, have a great two weeks, I guess. <laughs>